you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. All right, welcome to another edition. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting is IDJ Impact, and I got all of the bad boys here. Matt Michael, Sin City Steve, and we have Rob Comedy Basilary with us. And welcome to Three Count. We got three good topics for you. Uh, if you want to chime in at any point, use the comment bu- uh, button or option at Twitch, Facebook Live, or YouTube. And we'll try to get it in as we see fit. All right. So, with that, Let's get started with our first count. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, first. And that one is details on Scott Demore's huge bid for TNA Wrestling from TJRWrestling.net. It just reads that there was big news regarding the TNA wrestling on February 7th when the company announced that its president, Scott Demore, had been fired. Now, Demore worked for TNA Impact Wrestling in an executive role since 2017 and was part of the company in different roles for about 15 years before that, too. It was revealed that Demore clashed with uh, his anthem bosses ahead of the TNA dismissal. Uh, there was reports that he had attempted to buy TNA from Anthem, who apparently turned that down because the company plans to continue running TNA Impact without DMR involved. Now, in Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer revealed some interesting information regarding uh, DMR and a group of investors trying to buy TNA. Quote, regarding the attempt by a group headed by Scott DeMora to purchase the company, two sources close to the negotiations and one involved said that the offer was $10 million for the company. As he continues, one noted for clarity that it was $10 million plus assuming all existing debt debts the company had as well as the trade debts. So that Anthem itself would walk away with $10 million in the bank out of the deal. Now, Scott DeMore uh, Group believed the company value was between $7 million and $12 million, and Anthem turned down the offer cold without a counter offer made, end quote. Now, the fact that no counter offer was made showed that Anthem didn't have much interest in selling the company. And then it says that while Scott Demore oversaw the TNA tapings that took place earlier this year, he won't be a part of the show taking place this past Friday when TNA had no surrender that was out of New Orleans. We didn't really talk about that in wrestling talk. I'm not sure, fellas, how that wrestling event went, but uh, Sin City Steve, this was your story. What's your thought, man? I know we talked about this ending the show last week, and now we got new details What's your take? Yeah, it uh, it it was actually uh, just to kind of recap something here. Um, you actually did have a new X division champion come out of that show as Mustafa El, uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, oh, okay. Captured that X division championship. Moose retained uh, the uh, the world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, it, the system works. Yeah, I mean the 
this this entire hubbub about oh well maybe it was because of this or maybe it was because of that yeah i think that we're starting to see exactly what it was that anthem is wanting to firmly implant um tna as something that they're going to bring to the forefront something that they're actually going to care about um and that's that's a really good sign for the viewer to be honest i know yeah. that when we had briefly touched on it uh, we were kind of unsure about the direction of the company following Demore's exit, um, but I did happen to catch uh, No Surrender. I thought that it was a solid, okay. solid show. Yeah. Um, but as far as you know, the all of the rumors that obviously ran rampant over the internet. Um, some people had had assumed that it was because. Get this. I read on a couple of places yeah. where. People were claiming that Anthem was actually upset that Demore uh, brokered the deal to have Jordan Grace on the Royal Rumble with the <laughs> TNA Knockouts title, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. Right. And it just goes to show you that with this stuff, until more details come out, you just have to take things with a grain of salt. Um, now, yeah. am I saying by any means that Dave Meltzer is the end-all be-all uh, with you know the terms of this deal? No. Um, however, this is a lot more specific than anything else that we've seen. Sure. Uh, and, and we haven't seen any, uh, any, any news or facts come out to the contrary. So thus it leads me to believe that this number is pretty accurate. So Scott Demore and an ownership group was looking to buy TNA for $10 million. So that leads me to believe that TNA, uh, excuse me, Anthem, feels that TNA will make more than $10 million per year um, going forward. Right. And, you know, whether that actually happens remains to be seen, but the mere fact that they didn't counter back with any yeah. kind of counter offer really does speak volumes as to how they, they want this, this um, IP, this, uh, this intellectual property to stay in their fold. So yeah. We'll see. Rob, let me ask you this. I mean, Okay, Scott Demore gives an offer. They didn't counter back, but what they did do, they let Scott Demore go. Mm. Do you think that that was necessary? Could they still kept Anthem kept the product as they wanted to, but kept Scott Demore still on payroll? Every, every manager of a store, every homeowner cuts down the trees of the guy who lived there before. Every manager finds out what the prior manager thought was a way to lay out the store and redesigns it. Okay. They don't want somebody who doesn't agree with their vision okay. making de decisions and guiding the company, especially if you know now know that you're not happy with the way that they're doing their job. Interesting. So mm -hmm. why would I keep this person around if he's going to try to steer the company in an opposite direction from our vision? Um. But can and one think that that's what was happening? I mean, Scott Moore was—he was going forward. I mean, we just came from a show. I know. Here, and, and we were all shocked. And and I like what he was doing, and you like what he was doing. I think even Matt Michaels likes what he was doing, and he hates everything that's on WWE. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, if the guy comes in and says, oh, "By the way, I want to buy the company," you know, think about it in terms of like The Godfather when he goes down to the casino, see Mo Green, and he goes, yeah, I'd like to buy your company. Yeah, but you sent Fredo down there to learn how to manage. I did you a favor. Now you're trying to buy me out? You know, <laughs> I made you executive president, and now you're trying to buy me out? Where the hell do you get off? Okay. You know what? We don't need you here anymore.
Did someone say get off? <laughs> we oh, need to make man. the t-shirt. We're gonna sit, we're gonna, you know, Photoshop some hair in for you. You know, it'll be perfect. All right, listen, let me jump over then over to Matt Michaels then. So uh, what what what's your take? What, how do you feel? Do you believe now with Scott Demore away from the product that it's I mean, apparently this past weekend it was successful, do, but do you think going forward it was going to still be on that train of success without the guy who's been, you know, taking that train to success for the past it looked like 10 or so years? Well, let's face it, the geniuses at uh anthem are not actually booking the show like some people who think they know wrestling uh in other companies <laughs> so uh that's the whole thing it's it's not like his departure is you know sinking the company in any in any reasoning mm -hmm. um i think everyone was more afraid of what it meant to job security than anything else uh other than you know are they selling the company stuff like that but in terms of what they're doing with stories and and uh you know the, everything that is in place is in place they haven't changed anything um and giselle's still there so i mean technically he's you know yeah still got a, a part of the company. or does she run off and find another fat canadian no, no, no. She's, she's he's he's still got part of the company. Of yeah. course, you know a certain part, but you know. <laughs> Boy, all right. Well, there we go. Let's move over into our second count. It's time. Oh, not that one. There we go. All right, lots going on right here. Former WWE ECW star threatens. 2K games with legal action. This is from WrestlingNews.co. And pretty much how it reads that a recent post on Twitter has caught the attention of former WWE ECW star. On Wednesday, 2K Games sent out the tweet with the clip of Liv Morgan making her entrance in the WWE 2K24 video game with the caption, quote, Queen of Extreme at your only live once. Hashtag first look, hashtag WWE 2K24, end quote. Now, of course, the game is available for pre-order across Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. And there will be a standard deluxe and cross-gen digital editions. There's also WWE 2K24, 40 Years of WrestleMania edition. Now, this caught the attention of Francine, best known as being a valet of who owns the trademarks to the rights to, quote, Queen of extreme in quote she worked for ecw from 1995 to 2001 and wwe from 2005 to 2006 and she wrote the following legal threat to 2k 2k games she you said hey <laughs> hey at wwe games i have the queen of extreme trademark do you need something sent to you guys again from my lawyer that was the first uh post she made over x and then she followed up with to all the ignorant 20 somethings that are trolling me i've used quote queen of extreme for decades and paid for the trademark which means no one else can use it it starts with a tweet then used in entrances and on games mags and etc you have to fight for what is legally yours and then she followed up with one more tweet that says ha 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 they took it down good on them they did the right thing for those, 
for those you always support me, I love you. All I can say is the block feature was utilized a lot today. What's right is right. Always stand up for yourself. And Matt Michaels, this was your story. What was your take on Francine coming out saying, hey, my lawyer sent you the information. What's up? You know, I I find it fascinating that um, you, you why 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 be petty over this, right? And the reason I say that is because at your age and not being in the business, you're not the queen of extreme right now. <laughs> you're you are if if anything a finely tuned, uh, older, mature uh, queen of the cougars. Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I do find many things fascinating. Yes, I do. Um, but, you know, it's let the moniker, let the moniker live on to other people. Um, pass it down. Uh, ECW, ECW has no bearing anymore, right? Extreme is something that is not necessarily a style anymore. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I, is she doing anything more than, you know, bumping up her profile a little bit with this? I don't know. Yeah. Sensity Steve, uh, I mean, I guess you would probably look at and say, hey, you know, if you copyright or trademark something, it should be uh, it should be fair game, you know. And uh, but I don't know. Would you would you say that she's she's doing the right thing with this or you agree with Michaels? I mean, come on. Why, why are you tripping over this shit? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I understand both sides. Um, mm -hmm. I, I understand the the call to, um, you know, just why is she worried about it? She's no longer, you know, an active participant in the business. I totally, I see that point of view, mm -hmm. but also at the end of the day, it is a marketing phrase. Uh, it is something we know how WWE uh, loves to give their wrestlers, excuse me, their superstars, or maybe they're, maybe they're allowed to call them wrestlers now again. Um, <laughs> but um, they, uh, they refer to them as generally, you know, they have a, uh, like a, a subtitle or, you know, a, a nickname that's not yep. their official nickname. Right. Um, so, and, and in some cases where it gets really fun is when they love throwing out that sub nickname followed by their real nickname, followed by their name. <laughs> so that, you know, you've got like 20 words to describe this one person. Um, um, in all seriousness, the, uh, I, something that I found funny was Liv actually replied back to all of this uh, saying saying that she is the queen of extremely absurd physical feats <laughs> with a couple of emojis. So yeah, it's like what the hell. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I see both sides. At the end of the day, though, yeah, if if she did go through the you know the legal protections for that particular nickname, right? It's it's hers at the end of the day. Now, obviously, if they wanted to shoot Francine royalties, I'm sure that she would be okay with that. Sure. But uh, you know, and and also she uh, she said one very telling word in that tweet again. So this is not the first time that this has happened. Mm. Um, in fact, I remember 
Um, there being a previous time where somebody had wanted to refer to Liv Morgan or somebody did refer to Liv uh, that wasn't 2K24 as the queen of extreme. Yeah. And she piped up to say something about it then. Uh, so this is a recurring thing. So we'll Got see. You. We'll see. I don't think it's going to go away. Let me ask you this, Rob. Um, in the tweet, she said that uh, it starts with the tweet then used in entrances and on games and ma magazines and et cetera. Uh, you have to fight for what's le legally yours. Is she's pretty much, you know, being a person that's saying, "Hey, I, I'm fighting for uh, everyone who who have trademark or copyrighted something and uh, being taken advantage of." Is, is this is she showing she's the person who's leading this charge? Not leading the charge. Look, she's 52 years old right now. You've said it already. I don't know what her sources of income are. So all of a sudden now, if I'm trying to protect what little assets I have, I'm not even trying to be facetious to make a joke. If I'm trying to protect what little sources of income I have, all right, and now some big company is going to use my trademark, that I that was the whole point. How many people say, hey, I paid for 1% of this, so wherever that is used, I'm getting money. Pay her. If she owns it, pay her. <clears throat> it's not. I don't think there's any avarice in that. Pay her. Uh, there's no ego there. You own it. It's yours company. Use it. There's a lot of guys in 2k in the college sports that had their likenesses used, but the college athletes aren't allowed to make any money. And they sued because it was 2k was using all of their likenesses in a lot of these college games. Mm -hmm. All right. And she owns that name. Fine. Pay her because frankly, you know, who the hell knows? Is somebody going to pick her up on TNA or ECW? No, excuse me. Or, or, or AEW. To, you know, be in somebody's corner at her age? No. It's like Matt says, she's not active anymore. Fine, I want the money. You want to use that? I want the money. You know, how how much flack did Becky Lynch get for saying, I'm the man? And then they they cut a promo about it. Oh, you're going to use my dad's gimmick? Well, <laughs> if, it was, if it was mentioned on TV with that type of angle and Becky Lynch was over, you know, this woman is obscure. Fine, pay me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that she she owns what she owns and it is a good example is she leading the charge there shouldn't be a charge to lead you know yeah these guys should know better ah. i know she might be obscure and she and acw's is an old forgotten company for the most part but again then then yeah. pay the people go here i want to use that name you can't say let's get ready to rumble because Michael Buffer owns that. You cannot say let's get ready to rumble in the context of an actual, you know, fighting event. Sure. Because you will get sued for that. So how is it any different? All right. Uh, Good job, uh, guys. Good job. You guys uh, have different opinions. Uh, uh, Rob. I get it. He's super famous. He's super famous and powerful and blah, blah, no, blah. Rob, uh, I just got an email. From Michael Butler's, uh, Michael Buffer's uh, attorneys. First of all, <laughs> we, uh, we have officially been sued for you saying that multiple times. I didn't show. say it in the context of, ladies and Matt gentlemen, Matt. let's get ready. I didn't do that. Uh -huh. I referenced it uh, in context. So there you go. You know what? Well, fuck yourself. There you go. Matt, Michael, let's get our lawyers and, and let him know. Did somebody know. say, fuck myself? Oh, Damn okay. it. <laughs> David, that is annoying. <laughs> All right. Is that what I've been doing to people with other guys? <laughs> Let's get over into our uh our third topic here. Oh, and uh yes, for American Bam Bam, DJ Impact is not trademark. So 
Everyone can use the name. It's perfectly fine. Every, today, everybody's DJ Impact. We're changing all our well, names. The rest of the show, I'm leaving. This is my background. <laughs> it's Tony Khan eating my head. <laughs> Looks like he's sucking a dick. Oh, my God. Here's three. <laughs> AEW hires three-time Emmy Award winning writer. This is from Sports illustrated.com and it just says that um aew ceo tony Khan has made a valuable addition to his team the company is set to announce jennifer peppermint as vice president of content development sports illustrated has learned now peppermint is a three-time daytime emmy award winner up until last week she was also wwe's longest tenured female creative team member but she opted to leave the company when she had worked for wwe since 2017 in AEW, Peppermint will work besides, beside Khan, who is also head of creative. And her primary role will be development of content for live programming. Now, the real cool thing is you have Adam Pierce. He actually wrote on X. He says, shout out to at Jen Peppermint. I have always appreciated your creativity, passion, and the countless time you've given to help me and others backstage over the years. I'll miss your energy, but I'll know you'll be great wherever you may roam. My gratitude forever. All right, Rob, this was your stories. Uh, how excited are you about? Uh, I'm really excited now because it's a woman going to be writing. We're going to get much better, in theory, mm -hmm. content for the women's division, some maybe cohesive storylines across the board, and okay. most importantly, an oil wrestling match between Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> they'll do a mimosa minute and then they'll come out in thongs and then Vicky Guerrero will blow Nyla Rose. It'll be amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Vicky's then they'll not with the company anymore, buddy. Who? Nyla? Vicky's not with the company. They'll bring anymore. her back. They'll bring her back. Remember that calendar? One night contract. They'll bring her back and they'll do another calendar like they, the two of them did. It'll be called the, the, the Folds of Wrestling. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, man. And no, but more and more accurately, I want to see cohesive storytelling. We all want to see that. I think um, AEW is like my ability to speak Spanish. It's 60% there. Uh, you get the gist of what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Si se puede. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it goes sideways. It's, it's, more like your black, it's more like your blackness. It's about 20% there. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? You know, I'm going to sue you for that because I actually own the trademark to, to the 20% blackness. How dare you, sir? Hashtag, you're getting sued. <laughs> Fucking guy over here taking my 20% blackness. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Reparations. <laughs> oh, look, it's Derek Jeter. That's right. God damn it. And he's 20% black, too. And uh, what is funniness? <laughs> yeah, America, bam, bam, yeah. So it's, it's there. I get booked everywhere. Anyways, um, no, it's. It, I want to have an opportunity to get the stories that they've started and not finished go somewhere. And yeah. I think that's the biggest problem with AEW. It's they've got the the right talent. I mean, I mean, no one really complains for the most part about the, the 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 crew. It might be bloated at times for how much time they get. I think they could have gone without collision. All of that aside, you have the framework for something really good. You just need a guiding hand of someone who is not high on themselves. Yeah. 
And when you, you have even the need the last two words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's and that's the point is I don't know who he has behind the scenes. I really don't have it. In other words, you could bring Travis on here, and Travis is very intimately um has very intimate knowledge about the inner workings of WWE. Right. And he can tell you about these writers and he can tell you about these creative people. I, I know from watching uh the you know the A AE shows, they would show you how the women are booked behind the scenes and all of the conversations they're having as they're about to go out. So you got a taste of what it what's going on at WWE. AEW tried to show you that. They showed you a very filtered version of it. Um and we know there's a lot of problems behind the scenes, and we know that Tony yeah. Khan doesn't know what he's doing. So we need somebody fresh in there. Um, does that mean they're going to be able to manage the expectations and some of the impulses and the urges to do really stupid things or lash out on Twitter? X. Um, maybe, maybe not. But if we could get some cohesive story writing done, then I'm back in full saddle. I'll be all in. All right, all right, got gotcha. you. 80,000 at me. Wembley Arena, the biggest buy-in that anyone's ever seen. Tickets are available right now. There are no <laughs> other shows that you must attend. This is the only one that matters. Why okay. haven't you bought your tickets and gone to England yet? <laughs> are you freaking crazy? All right, let me jump over to you, Matt Michaels. Um, does having a three-time Emmy Award winning writer, I mean, that's, uh, that's a pretty nice... Uh, 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 you know, list there that kind of shows that, uh, you know, uh, this could be something positive here. Do you post that? Post that. <laughs> do you agree um, that having her now on the team is going to be uh, positive for AEW? Or do you think Tony Khan is going to maybe not even, you know, being that he's the head of creative, maybe he'll be like, yeah, I see what you wrote, but I'm going to go with my thing instead. What's like your all things he does soon, she will get bumped. Well, you know, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, first off, uh, you know, her, what is it? How many Emmys did she win? Three, Three times. Wow, that's great. Um, I never knew they gave wrestling Emmys. So I'm glad that uh, she's a three-time Emmy winner, but uh, not in this particular fucking no, she's field, got three so. slammies. Yeah, no, she had three slammies. Fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> right? She'd have her own classic, like Owen Hart does. Uh, no, I just want to know uh, what was her settlement with Vince? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, Tony's got way more money. <laughs> just saying. Uh, okay. All right, let me go over then to you, Sin City Steve. This is the hey, AEW's a product you love. You heard Jen Pepperman was coming over. What was your thoughts? Honestly, I was I was very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I've ragged on the uh, the treatment of the AEW women's division ad nauseum. I think we all have uh, mm -hmm. on numerous did you just occasions. Say on the show. Uh, women's divisions on the rag? No, I did not. No. Anyway, um, well. The joke was just bloody awful. Just... <laughs> Come on, hey, man, it was that time of month. It was that time of month. So, um, but yeah, it, in in all seriousness, I think that they need something different. Uh, at this point, they have to change the way that they do things. Yeah, because it's not it. it things had to change. So when when Jen put in the notice 
to uh, to WWE that she was leaving. Um, obviously, you saw this outpouring of support, and instantly um, the speculation began. Uh, then, when it was announced that she did sign with AEW, um, it seems like as if a lot of those same fans instantly turned on her for daring to go to the competition and hopefully make them better. Uh, because, as we all know, competition does nothing except make things better for everyone involved in any particular field. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, here's the, the question, Steve. Here's the question. This is yes. a legitimate question. Um, oh, that's a first. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so until this week, I had no idea who the fuck this person was. Nope. So the question is, is that anyone who shows outrage is just fucking full of shit, eh? Um, because they didn't know who she was either, right? Right. But B, realistically, if we don't know what she actually did, then what is she actually bringing other than possibly someone saying, hey, uh, since you're not with them anymore, why don't you come over here, collect the paycheck, because that's all this guy does. You know what now, I'm saying? Like, I can I, see that happening. I, I get it. Um, and, you know, I, I, when I throw out this name, I'm sure that you're going to be like, oh, talk shit about him. But um, there was a... Uh, there was a an individual who worked with her in WWE uh, and is now currently on the AEW roster. And quite frankly, somebody who has been pretty vocal about his usage in AEW, especially lately, uh, and that being Matt Hardy. Um, he actually made mention that he worked with her uh, when he went back to WWE in 2017. Uh, he was there from 2017 through 2020 and got along good with her, uh, interacted with her, um, but this is a very interesting signing. I think it's a positive thing that Tony is bringing someone that has been in the WWE format and the WWE writing room and the WWE structuring room to bring them in and give them insight on AEW. I think it's a positive. That was a quote unquote from Matt Hardy on his Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast. Um, I think that any way you slice it, this is nothing but a net positive. Uh, if she's only going to be overseeing the women's division, like what she did in WWE, that's fine. If she's going to be overseeing everything as her title suggests, then that's fine too. Quite honestly, things have been extremely stagnant for the last year, year and a half in AEW. Be careful that you um, use the word extreme. Oh, I, 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 I didn't say queen though. <laughs> okay. So we're fine. Um, Steve, I just but, got an email. Uh uh okay, not good but uh yeah and, and I've also got some bad in, news for you and also keep in mind uh that i just that got Jennifer another email i'm sorry steve but All the right. bad news thing we fucking can't do that either asshole uh, great cool i didn't say that so uh no no we'll we'll be, we'll be taking yeah, we'll we'll be taking uh, your your payment for the uh, for the show. Thanks, Rob. Anyway, um, yeah. So she has a a definite connection with Mercedes, and as we all know, Mercedes wow. is going to be debuting at Big Business on March thirteenth. So okay. yeah, why not uh, why not go all in on giving her the superstar treatment and just fuck it? Why not just make her the face of your women's division? All right. 
Well, we definitely got something to look forward to with Mercedes coming in. And now Jen, we know is in the background writing. There should this should be elevating the women's division in AEW. So we're gonna see, you know, this is gonna be telling. Uh, but yes, this is hold on, let me throw that bell in there. This is our three count. Make it official. Okay, there it is. And uh, hey, thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight for three count. We haven't did the, one of these in a couple of weeks, so it was great to talk about uh, some of the topics that uh, popped up this past week. And uh, we'll be back at it again next week. If you ever want to be on live, we record this show on Sunday. Wrestling talk starts at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And three count is about 845. So as long as you're following us on one of our platforms, you should be able to get the notifications. And we love when you hang out. Just say hey or, you know, throw a comment in. We love to see it. We appreciate you. Uh, with that, we're going to get to our final thoughts here for the show. And that would be it. Appreciate you guys always hanging out with us as you do. Sin City, Steve, I'll start with you. What do you want to say? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Also, special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing that on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right, perfect. Rob, what you got going on? I always want to say that drugs are very bad. <laughs> and at the Jerry Springer Show, we want to make sure that you do the best you can to live well and be well. Thank you very much. No, I will be at, uh, I'm going to be at uh, Dirty at 1230 soon, very, uh, hopefully, knock on wood. Okay. Uh, but it, I'm always happy to be here with you guys as often as I can. It's every other week now because I'm booked at um the carla martins it's carla martins bar on sunday nights okay. every other week right now and tuesday nights i don't think this tuesday but typically uh artifice and 18 bin you can see me over there at those two locations okay um but it's been great you could catch me at boss comedy and yep. uh drugs are bad absolutely <laughs> all right matt michaels any final thoughts from you sunday bloody sunday Okay. Well, with that, you all have a wonderful uh, week. We'll see you back uh, next week. Until then, take care. Happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.